Welcome to Single and a Baby, navigating the dating world as a sole parent. Mental health and single parenthood. When you become a parent, your entire life changes. We all know parenting is not the easiest job in the world. It's meant to be a full-time job for the two people responsible. However, that's not always the case. So as a single parent, you find yourself struggling a lot. I personally have shied away from talking about mental health because I never took it that seriously in the past. And in a way, I was scared it would be misunderstood for something else. Growing up in Nigeria, the stereotype of mental health most people have is the famous Yaba left or people walking around naked on the street. So when you're struggling, you become afraid of being stigmatized. Bad enough, you're dealing with the stigma of being a single parent. Now add that to being stigmatized for being a single parent with possible mental health issues. Truth is, as much as you love your children, a single parent will often find themselves sinking into unhappiness and in some cases depression. And no matter how much you try to explain your feelings, no one really gets it except someone who has been on the same journey that you found yourself in. I know for me, the toughest nights were the nights when my daughter would have a fever or maybe an infection or something. They were tough because I would stay awake all night watching her or I would like put her on my chest, no matter her temperature. I often felt overwhelmed, exhausted, and emotionally drained. Despite my fears, starting this podcast has given me the opportunity to speak to a few soul parents, especially mothers who are new to this life and are struggling. Whether it be from a failed relationship or marriage, the struggles are still the same for everyone. And the conversations remind me a lot of my struggles a little over a year ago. So on this episode, I want to speak on things so parents could do to help with having a good mental health while parenting alone. Obviously, I can only speak from a solo mother's point of view. But maybe some solo dads out there can relate too. Number one, get enough sleep. I can't emphasize this enough. The lack of sleep is the foundation of most mental health challenges for single parents. As a parent, you quickly learn that the only time you can get a lot of things done is when your child is asleep. For example, I can only get work done including recording my podcast when my daughter is asleep. Not having enough sleep leads to so many other things, the obvious being exhaustion and tiredness. With tiredness comes the possibility of being forgetful, and that is a problem. My first year, I was so forgetful. Forget pregnancy brain. Yes, there's that. But I spent most of my nights thinking and worrying and crying that I hardly got any sleep. So by the time it was morning, my brain was already in shutdown mode. I was always forgetting things. And it affected a lot of relationships. As a matter of fact, it even affected a business venture I was a part of. As a sole parent, you need to get enough sleep. Whether it be forcing yourself to sleep or asking for help from someone you trust to look after your child so you could get some more sleep, 
Just having enough sleep goes a long way with your mental health. At some point in my first year, a friend of mine booked a staycation for me for two nights. And even though I told myself I was going on a retreat to pray and study and write, all I did was sleep, eat, and sleep. After that weekend, I was so energized. I was a totally different person that I have now made it a tradition to have at least a weekend to myself to just sleep. Number two, take time off. It is overwhelming. You have no one to share the responsibility of taking care of the children on a regular basis. So sometimes you find yourself being cranky, edgy, irritated, and maybe you even snap at your innocent child for the smallest reasons. It is important that you take some time off every once in a while. A few hours in a week or a few minutes in a day would help a lot. I personally have a habit of randomly going to see a movie alone or having a few minutes to myself every day locked in the bathroom to do whatever I want. Most times I'm really just catching up on YouTube videos, but at least it's my me time. I just make sure that I take that time off on a daily basis to take care of myself. Your time off can also include hanging out with friends that don't stress you. Just ensure that you take care of yourself. Number three, and this was a tough one for me. Face your emotions. Social media glorifies the idea of the strong woman. When really being strong to many means giving off this fake impression of being fine when you're not. It's okay to say you are not fine. It is okay to cry. As a matter of fact, cry it out. The ugliest cries are usually the most liberating. Anytime you feel the urge to cry, just cry. Don't hold in all that negative emotion. When I started my journey, my emotions were all over the place. I tried to drown them with too much activity. I thought the busier I was, the more I could keep my thoughts away. But that wasn't working. I had become disconnected from everything. I couldn't even pray because I had no clue what to pray about. And usually my first words in any prayer would mean me crying. And I did not want to cry. I wanted to be strong. So one day I decided to keep a journal. It was like a form of self-therapy. A journal that no one could see. And I had access to all the time. At first, it was a private blog, which I eventually deleted. Then it became a document on Google Docs. And the only question I had to answer was, how am I feeling? I tried as much as possible to be honest with myself and to be vulnerable, which is actually a struggle for me, but to be as vulnerable as I could be with myself. So I'll read a bit of one of the journal entries in my early days. August 16, 2017. This was about sometime midnight or something. I can't remember. Anyway, here goes. 
Today, I had a sudden surge of fear and nervousness. I constantly feel like he's watching me, stalking me online, trying to figure out a way to get at me because that's what he always did. So I feel like I can't put up too many pictures of me being okay because what if he sees it and fabricates more stories? I still have nightmares of him attacking me and smiling so no one could see the real him but me. He's still lying. And every time my phone rings, my heart skips because I worry if it's someone else calling to accuse me of things I never did or said, or calling me with all this religious mumble jumble while ignoring his extremely manipulating ways. I want to be a good mother. I want to be happy for my child, but I am constantly scared. That was just a few lines in what was a very long journal entry on addressing my fears. But to be honest, after writing it out, I felt a lot lighter. Now I'm no longer afraid, but it took me facing my emotions to get to where I am today. Number four, avoiding triggers. There's so many things that could trigger negative emotion in you as a sole parent or someone who's going through a divorce or separation. Your triggers are things that happen or things that are said that make you angry, make you feel lonely, anxious, sad, and so on. It could be a name. It could be people smiling. (laughs) It could be a picture. Whatever it is, It causes this surge of negative emotion in you. In a society where you subconsciously feel judged as a sole parent, it is almost impossible not to have triggers. I had quite a number of triggers. At some point, I had to unfollow a lot of parenting accounts on social media and popular Instagram mothers because they often made me feel inadequate. And then from feeling inadequate, I would then be angry at my situation. These people were innocently posting about their days and their perfect looking families, meal prepping for their kids, pureed food and whatnot. But there I was struggling with the hours in a day to take care of myself and then take care of my child alone. So there was nothing like having time to blend avocados and whatnot. Sometimes my triggers were conversations with certain people, so I avoided them for a while. Then it became bridal and baby showers. The last baby shower I attended was the hardest for me. You see, at baby showers, you talk about children. When you talk about children, you talk about shared responsibilities. When you talk about shared responsibilities, You didn't talk about having a partner to share the responsibilities with. I happened to be the only sole mother at this particular baby shower. So when they were exchanging stories of their husbands and children, I had nothing to say except feeling bad about myself. I remember leaving the baby shower upset upset at myself, upset at my situation, and for days I was stuck in this negative emotion. Needless to say, I have not attended any baby shower since then.
Number five, ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Either it be watching over your child or children for a few hours or even seeking professional help from a therapist to work through your emotions. There is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help when you need it the most. Sometimes help can be asking a friend to come for a day trip with you and your child so they could help out while you all have fun. Asking for help could be asking for someone to drive you to the market so you could buy things. I have struggled (laughs) with this particular point of asking for help. I still struggle till date. But I've learned that no one will know how to help me if I don't ask. No one will know how to be there for me if I keep pretending to have it all under control. Pretending to be strong and having everything under control will only leave you tired, unhappy, emotionally, and mentally drained. For friends of solo parents, it's pretty easy. What you can do to help with the mental state of your friend is to ask how you can be of help or show up every once in a while to offer support. Your presence and little help goes a long way. If you're a solo mother out there, remember this. What you need to do is get enough sleep, take some time off, face your emotions, avoid triggers, and ask for help. You need to take good care of yourself so you can take good care of your child. Thank you for listening to Single and a Baby. Don't forget to join me next week as we continue to talk about navigating the dating world as a soap parent.